There has been so much new information dumped lately by the CIA on the UFO phenomenon. In fact, one of which that I will be sharing in this week's episode of Paranormally Speaking pertains to an actual alien attack on more than 20 Russian soldiers. This took place in 1989, I believe. I will be happy to share this with you, along with many other declassified UFO files that the CIA has felt now is a good time to release to the public when we're in the midst of a civil war, when we're in the midst of handing the reins of the country over to a new and hopefully better president, and when there's so much social upheaval within this nation and the world is experiencing a worldwide suicide. They feel now would be a great time to tell the general public and admit the fact that there are, in fact, alien spacecraft visiting our planet, if not having always been here. I'm Neil Parks. Please enjoy the rest of the show, and please hold for an important message from our sponsor. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet next segment. This story I'm about to share with you is absolutely mind-blowing. It was sent to me about a week ago, and it's connected to the declassified and recently unearthed files from the CIA on UFO phenomenon, stating that a UFO attack occurred and five extraterrestrials petrified 23 Russian soldiers. 23 Russian soldiers lost their life during a UFO attack in Siberia. The CIA declassified report describes this event as a horrific picture of revenge on the part of extraterrestrial creatures, a picture that makes one's blood freeze. 
The frightful information was one of the many published online by the CIA, directly connected to their website. Chiefly, it involves a horrible event about a UFO alien attack, which turned into stone 23 Russian soldiers. Now, I said earlier this occurred in 1988. I was mistaken. It was March 27, 1993. This infamous report was created then. In a translation of a report from the Ukrainian newspaper, Ternopil Virginility, namely the newspaper claims that after Mikhail Gorbachev lost his leadership, many KGB files ended up in CIA hands. Among them, allegedly there was a 250-page portfolio on the strange UFO attack. The report included pictures and witness statements as well. The CIA unexpectedly releases all of its documents on UFOs. The CIA claims this is every document it has collected through the decades, but such a claim is impossible to truly verify. All of the CIA's publicly available documents on unidentified flying objects is now available to be downloaded. The website, The Black Fault, ran by John Greenwald Jr., has published a downloadable archive of every instance of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, the government classification for UFOs. All the files are available online through the Black Vault's website and directly on the CIA government website. Greenwald scanned thousands of pages by hand following approximately 10,000 Freedom of Information Acts, FOIA, levied at multiple agencies, including the CIA, which have resulted in the 2.2 million pages uploaded to the Black Vault. Around 20 years ago, I had fought for years, he says, to get additional UFO records released from the CIA, Greenwald told Motherboard via email. It was like pulling teeth. I went around and around with them to try and do so. Finally achieving it, I received a large box of a couple of thousand pages, and I had to scan each one of them one page at a time, and none of it was really redacted. The Black Vault purchased a CD-ROM containing both previously released recordings from the CIA and videos, as well as those it provided from FOIA requests, it said in its blog post. The CIA claims that this is all the documents the agency has on file, but the Black Vault says there is no way to verify that. Researchers and curious minds alike prefer simplicity and accessibility when they look at data dumps such as these. The CIA has made it incredibly difficult to use their records in a reasonable manner. However, all the information is there if you dig for it. They offer a format that is very outdated. One of the most interesting reports shows us this. The report stated that the flying saucer had appeared over a military unit training in Siberia. It was cloaked and they were not aware of that and inadvertently shot it down. One of the soldiers is then said to have called everyone else to go and seek the vehicle after it crashed to the ground. It said five short humanoids with large heads and large black eyes got out of the crashed vessel. Just two soldiers are said to have survived this encounter. The report claims five beings emerged from the crashed craft and the joined together to form a ball of light which then exploded turning 23 soldiers into stone. The report reads, 
the KGB goes on to say that the remains of the petrified soldiers were transferred to a secret research institution near Moscow. After this incident, the two witnesses who survived stated that when this blast occurred, they were temporarily blinded, but then regained their sight a few minutes after that. It was a bright flash of light, started out pulsating, and a low-pitched hum could be heard. And it just knocked half of them down, and the others stood in place and turned into stone, or mummified, dehydrated, whatever you want to call it. And then another craft dropped out of the sky and destroyed the UFO that had been shot down and picked up the five humanoid aliens that were on the ground. Specialists assume that a source of energy still unknown to Earthlings instantly changed the structure of the soldiers' living organisms, having transformed it into a substance whose molecular structure was no different to limestone. A CIA representative stated at the end of this report, if the KGB file correspondents are being real about this, this is an extremely menacing case. It is not explained in the document why the CIA held a translation of the Ukrainian newspaper report on file to coincide with this. According to UFO website and YouTube channel Lion's Ground, you have to be careful about what the CIA publishes online, as it could be deliberate, deliberate misinformation. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. I was lucky enough to come into contact with uh, an acquaintance of mine, an interview he did a while back with uh, world-renowned UFOologist Bob Lazar. Uh, Bob Lazar first came to uh, prominence in 1989 when he appeared in a documentary about a super-secret U.S. Air Force involvement with the UFOs and attempts to reverse-engineer alien technology. He claims to have been part of a project to research and replicate nine captured ships built by so-called gray aliens from the Zeta Reticuli star system. Bob Lazar is a UFO expert, and he's given us a chilling warning to stay away from Area 51. By themselves as FBI, and um, they uh, said, you're Bob Lazar, right? And then, you know, one of them got on the radio saying, yeah, he's here. Apparently, they also had my house staked out, and they were deciding whether or not to go there. The conveyor belt of vehicles and agents and police did not stop. The whole thing it was like a Twilight Zone episode. They came in and then they said, there'll be a few other people coming here. Just got a couple questions to ask you. In a short time, the street filled up with vehicles and the building completely filled with agents. It was really something else. Did they identify themselves initially as... Yeah, the it was FBI identified themselves, then came in state police and a few other agencies. I don't remember who, but um, there were a lot. Awful lot. Standing room only in, in the building. It was it was crazy. 
Yeah, they had like a forensic truck. They had a bunch of different agents. They gridded off the building. I mean, obviously they're they're looking for something. Yeah, yeah. And what they said, they were looking for some paperwork, an old order from two years ago about a customer that, uh, you know, ordered some potentially toxic material, which <laughs> they could have called for. But uh, this was certainly way over the top. I looked up to select the right key, and they were right beside me. It was quite surprising, considering you could see all around here, and there would generally have to be a vehicle or something somewhere. But I just pulled up, got out, picked the key, and then they started talking from behind me. I thought that was really strange. Of course, it got much stranger as the day went on. What, what got stranger about it? Well, just the sheer amount of people that came. Agency after agency. I mean, they had computer experts here going through, you know, all the computer equipment we had here. They had people sectioning off the building, labeling it in cubic meters so they can search each one. You know, what they were looking for was just a, an order form. So, very strange. What better time than now for our government to sneak in a story like what I'm about to share with you? Considering we are in the midst of a global pandemic right now, sharing vital information about the existence of UFOs, now would be a great time for them just to sneak it in under the radar, undetected, and no one really even notice. The Pentagon has officially released UFO videos, uh, three short videos in fact, of unidentified aerial phenomena that had previously been released by a private company. The videos show what appeared to be an unidentified flying object rapidly moving while recorded by infrared cameras. Two of the videos contain service members reacting in awe at how quickly the objects are moving. One voice speculates that it could be a drone. The Navy previously acknowledged the veracity of the videos in September of last year. They are officially releasing them now in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is more to the videos, according to Pentagon spokesperson Sue Go. After a thorough review, the departments have determined that the authorized release of these unclassified videos does not reveal any sensitive capabilities or systems, said Go in a statement, and does not impinge on any subsequent investigations of military airspace, incursions, or unidentified aerial phenomena. The Navy now has formal guidelines for how its pilots can report when they believe they have seen possible UFOs. The Navy videos were first released between December 2017 and March 2018 by to the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences, a company co-founded by former Blink-182 musician Tom DeLonge that says it studies information about unidentified aerial phenomena. In 2017, one of the pilots who saw one of the unidentified objects in 2004 told CNN that it moved in ways he could not explain nor had he ever seen. As I got close to it, it rapidly accelerated to the south and disappeared in less than two seconds, said retire. U.S. Navy pilot David Fravor, this was extremely abrupt, like a ping-pong ball bouncing off of a wall. It would hit and then go the other way instantly. The Pentagon has previously studied recordings of aerial encounters with unknown objects as part of a 
since shuttered classified program that has launched at the behest of former Senator Harry Reid of Nevada. The program was launched in 2007 and ended in 2012, according to the Pentagon, because they assessed that there were higher priorities that needed funding. Nevertheless, the former head of the classified program told CNN in 2017 that he personally believes there is very compelling evidence that we may not be alone. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. When I was a when I was a kid, I had I was about twelve or thirteen at the time. I had an unusual encounter. I was mowing the lawn. It was at dusk. And this was in mid Ohio or South Central Ohio, whatever you want to call it. But I was surrounded by pastures, cow fields, uh, farms. It was the back 40. This was like Bigfoot stomping ground where I lived. Oh, literally over the river and through the woods. Uh, so far off the beaten path that they never even mentioned us on the news when a storm was approaching or if there was a tornado watch. We were just kind of like, oh, we have to watch ourselves and they're not going to mention it on the radio. I was mowing the lawn at dusk. And this is when I was about 12. The summer before I turned 13. And I noticed this huge shadow go across the land in front of me and I thought it was a cloud at first because the sun was setting and I look up and noticed this giant floating triangle high above the hillside next to my house and I could almost make out details in the bottom of this thing uh, looked almost almost like rivets pop rivets or some kind of it was a solid, shiny object, and it had this weird oscillating orb in the bottom of it that was like a translucent blue, and it just, like an electrical ball, just spun around inside itself, equal to that in, like, submersing a giant marble in, in water and watching it rotate and float around. It didn't appear to be any exhaust coming from it, no exhaust plumes, no sound. I let go of the mower. I stood for a while and watched. And this thing dropped what appeared to be three spiraling pods. And they spun around the full object once and then dropped out of sight onto the top of the hillside. And as I'm standing here watching this, I then see the giant craft, which was about the size of a football field, descend back into the sky and almost vanish like someone put a blanket over it like, or like David Copperfield made it disappear. It was just, it was gone. So curiosity got the better of me because I'd always been a massive UFO enthusiast so, since a very early age. And you have to excuse me. This is the first time I've really gone public with this story because my wife likes to tease me and say that uh, truth is I discovered a moonshine still on the top of the hill near where I lived, and I was molested by hillbillies. And it's a story that I created to convince myself that I was not molested by hillbillies. That's not the case. I was not molested by hillbillies near any kind of a moonshine still. That's just something she says to tease me. She is definitely the Agent Scully to me being Mulder.
So I get on my bike, Goonies style, Stranger Things style, and ride my happy ass up to the top of that hill, which had a dirt path um, for a local paper company coming in and tearing out timber to make paper. So they cleared a nice path for me to get all the way up there as fast as I could. And this was at a steep incline, and I had never pedaled that fast in my entire life. My legs felt like jelly. Um, I got to where the pods were at this point stuck in the ground, and they were the size of, like, coffins maybe. Um a bit smaller than an outhouse, if anyone's familiar with what an outhouse looks like, a porta potty, kind of like a porta potty. But they were shaped like triangles as well, but not like a rigid triangle. They had smooth surfaces on the edge, and it wasn't just the three points of a triangle. It was like the shape of what a triangle should have been, but they didn't form the edges on it. And they were black and glistening, very, very shiny. All the light source in the area was just bouncing off these things. And they were open as if something had come out of them, but there were three of them. And I get close enough to where I crouch down and I'm just waiting and watching. And I see movement in front of me, but not just regular walking around or standing. It, it was these three beings were floating to the left, to the right, around each other, almost like a dance routine. They were super fast, and they were moving as quickly as what you see in some of the newer horror movies where when a really dark spirit or a demon is in movement, they kind of defy the laws of known physics and move from nanosecond to nanosecond, not in a regular form, just quick shutter style, moving around quickly. And I, I couldn't focus on these things. I, I couldn't make out features. They had these strange auras about them, almost as if they were giving off energy or some kind of light source of their own. But I couldn't tell if they were clothed. I couldn't tell if they had eyes or a mouth. They were just these celestial-looking beings moving around and gathering items from the environment, like soil or a rock, or some of them went up to a tree and put their hand on it and they removed their hand and the bark was gone in that one spot, almost as if they were gathering these things to study or maybe to use to create their own earth like our ours, bringing in minerals and whatnot to rejuvenate their dying planet. That's how I took it. One of them gets a little too close to me when I'm crouched down hiding behind the, the thick brush. And as they get close, I start to get extremely lightheaded. Uh, almost what you read about when people are exposed to high levels of radiation. Fatigue sets in, your legs go out from under you, you feel like you can't catch your breath, and then you just black out. And that's exactly what happened to me. This thing approached me, and I could feel it looking at me, and it reached its, what I believe to be an arm, out to me, and I just went black, completely passed out. And woke up, and it was dark at this point, about an hour had passed. Now, my parents assumed that I had finished mowing and just took a bike ride down the road to a neighbor friend's house to play video games or watch a movie or something because that was something that I had discussed earlier in the day that I planned to do when I was finished mowing. 
So they weren't too worried. But what's bizarre is when I passed out, I woke up in my backyard with my bike propped up next to me, lying facing up to the sky next to the mower that I left. And my bike, I would have to go around the other side of the garage and walk through the one-man door to get my bike out of the garage to then ride it up. So for years, I questioned my own sanity in this thing that I dream at all, that I just have a hallucination from heat exhaustion. And I would have gone with that if my bike had not been properly propped up next to where I was lying down. And the mower itself was still in the same place. So I obviously had ridden my bike down the road up that dirt path because the dirt was still in the bike wheels, the same dirt that should have come off when riding on the grass if I had ridden through the grass. It was fresh soil on the tire itself. And the bottoms of my shoes had the same powdery soil that is up on that hillside. Uh, for years, the, this encounter has has plagued me, has haunted me, and I've wanted to write about it for so long, but I wasn't sure how the public would take it. I wasn't sure if I would be labeled as a lunatic, but in this day and age where closeted UFOologists are people who just have a fascination with UFOs, it's becoming more and more acceptable, and people are understanding and listening. I feel safe enough to talk about it now, which is why I put it out here on my podcast, and hopefully it would encourage my listeners to share their stories with the strange, the unusual, and UFO encounters of their own. Whether or not it's related to the movies we watch, the TV shows we watch, or if you think it's just a reaction to heat exhaustion or sleep deprivation or maybe a bad medication the doctor put you on. It's important to share these stories and not keep them locked up because it can really cause you to question your own sanity and how those around you truly feel about the fascination you have and, and things such as these. Now, I mean, UFOs could change human history, but for now, we aren't giving them much thought. They're just floating around, unexplained and unidentified. We have a lot of work to do, but mention them in conversation, and they're likely to lead to nervous humor. Like my wife saying that I was anally probed by a bunch of drunken, moonshining redneck rapists who molested me. That was not the case. Now, that, that's all fun and, and in jest. I can laugh and, and say, oh, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, it was Deliverance, Alabama. But mention them in conversation. They're likely lead, to lead to nervous humor or do most things unfamiliar and out of our control. The pilots may be laughing because they have the comfort of peers who are seeing the same thing. But most wouldn't be laughing if they were alone. We know that life is fragile and that it continues at the mercy of a universe on a little planet orbiting around a star that will eventually flame out. The odds of these supersonic ovals in our midst turning out to be a net plus for humanity are low. Worrying about Donald Trump is almost reassuringly small by comparison, but at least we're trusting our military personnel to see what's in front of them. As Colonel Edwards asks, how could I hope to hold down my command if I didn't believe in what I saw and shot at it? 
not recommending we shoot at these things either. That could start an interstellar war that uh, we certainly cannot afford based on the fact that we're constantly fighting with ourselves. Thank you. I appreciate your time. And you'll hear me next week on a new episode of Paranormally Speaking. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. And now, fun facts with Neil Parks. This is some amazing stuff I wanted to share. Fun fact. Declassified FBO documents mention the idea that Nikola Tesla had a connection with space people and was brought here by them as a baby. This was apparently not revealed until 1950, according to the information in this recently released document. Reflect on this. Although the claims within the document are not verifiable and may very well be untrue, as much as they could be true, Nikola Tesla had a very well-documented interest in life on other planets and believed to have received signals from beings on other worlds. Reminds me of David Bowie. Fun fact, mainstream UFO disclosure is taking off, and the subject is no longer taboo. There's a common narrative in the field suggesting that because mainstream media is presenting the topic the way they are now, the phenomenon represents nothing but lies. But reflect on this. Does mainstream media cover real events and attempt to manipulate the perception of the masses regarding such events? Are there powerful groups of people out there who want to control the narrative when it comes to the topic of UFOs? Reasonable evidence suggests that the CIA hired remote viewers to find out information about extraterrestrials visiting our planet, their intentions, and also potential extraterrestrial bases that exist on Earth right under our noses. Reflect on this. The UFO phenomenon is no longer taboo, like I stated. The reality of it has gone mainstream, and so has the extraterrestrial hypothesis. What are the implications of exploring this topic? Can we really trust government for any accurate information? Or do we just have to continue being our own judges in this matter? Ghosts, aliens, UFOs, Bigfoot, parallel universes, angels and demons, time travel, cryptozoology, and so much more within the realm of the unexplained, the strange, and the out of this world. I'm your host, Neil Parks, award-winning author, screenwriter, researcher, and paranormal professional. Join me every week as I tackle hot-button topics within the paranormal realm. 
I'll share personal accounts, my research, and secondhand evidence. I will read excerpts and stories from my books and discuss my upcoming projects in the literary world. Documentaries, both on TV and the big screen, plus my independent film projects. Paranormally Speaking is both thought-provoking and entertaining. New episodes drop every Thursday. Tune in to Paranormally Speaking and prepare to be enlightened. Thanks for listening to all of this. I had a lot of fun doing this episode this week. A lot of awesome information's been released, a lot of new finds, new verification and validation for stories from the likes of Bob Lazar, myself, various other UFO enthusiasts and eyewitnesses who have been saying for years, for decades, uh, some of them for centuries, that we are not alone. There are things out there that are beyond our understanding that are not of this world. I hope you have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out with me this long. I'm Neil Parks, signing off.